0: Namaskar, hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I am your host Sri Ayer and I am back with Dr. Ankit Shah who recently got his PhD. And let us first congratulate him. And before that, let's welcome him, Dr. Ankit Shah, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel.
1: Namaskar, sir.
0: Namaskar. Sir, getting a PhD is a very rare event, and uh, our congratulations to you from all our viewers. I heartily heartfully, uh, you know, congratulate you for achieving this big milestone in your life. Talk to us a little bit about your subject topic and then we'll get to our main topic. Your your specialization.
1: So so this has been about an interdisciplinary research and uh, there were three elements. One was about how much impact the e-commerce sector has had on the offline stores. Uh, Second part of the research was what is the change in consumer behavior because of e-commerce? And third part of research was uh, what changes the government needs to make in the Competition Act and the Consumer Protection Act in the e-commerce era. So the thesis came up with, uh, you know, uh, conclusions on how e-commerce can move forward, how offline shops can move forward and what the regulatory uh, bodies can do about it.
0: Very, very relevant for today's uh, age, day and age. So I wish you all the best, Dr. Ankit uh, Today, we are here to talk about something very, very important. Whatever you talked about, I think four weeks ago or three weeks ago, I don't remember exactly. They are beginning to kind of unroll now, you know, one at a time. The first thing that everybody is now waking up to is the reality that all trans, uh, trans, all financial contracts based on the Libor, or LIBOR, you can call it whichever way. Um, these need to switch over to SOFR which is a new more transparent form of setting the rates. This gets reset every day and uh, the, the, the challenge here is that $600 trillion worth of financial contracts were based on LIBOR and they all have to transition to this. I'm told only 10% has transitioned. Let us say 1st June comes and people say that from here on, at least you should do all the new contracts based on the SOFR. What kind of change do you think a common person would experience? By the way, viewers, this will affect India also. It depends upon what entity you are dealing with, if that entity has a transactional contract based on which labor rate. So please go ahead, sir. Uh, Tell everyone because I don't want people to think this is a US centric problem. It is a global centric problem. Go ahead, sir
1: so uh, before i go into the technicalities about it uh, i want to tell the geopolitical uh, background about this LIBOR thing so you know as the baton of leadership went to the other side of atlantic from uk to united states uh, you need to understand that uh, a lot of aristocrat families uh, who were owning big huge businesses uh, you know having tremendous amount of power quality and the finances uh, they had this you know a uh, 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 setup in the financial world in a manner wherein the allies the ally countries would have some say in uh, in the financial world along with the united states so this libor thing wherein you know the uh, the panel bank members the main panel bank members have a massive uh, say in terms of what that LIBOR would be like. Now, these were based on the supporting data that they used to submit. And these were all estimates till now. That is how LIBOR functions. The panel bank members uh, submit the support data. And based on those estimates, this LIBOR thing used to happen. Now, uh, when, when we talk about uh, the financial part of it, This is London Interbank offered rate. It's a benchmark rate that serves as the basis for calculating the interest rate for many types of financial contracts. It has been for decades referenced in almost every financial contract such as derivatives, loans uh, and others. So uh, questions have been raised about the credibility because uh, uh, the, the panel members, the panel bank members and the ally countries of the collective West, which we call it, Uh, They have a very strong say in determining this, uh, the data submission which is done and the estimates which come out. Now, SOFR, which is Secured Overnight Financing Rate, is seen as a replacement and uh, as United States has dictated that uh, June will be the threshold. Now, uh, very coincidentally, three events happening mid-2023. One is the debt ceiling uh, deadline which is coming up. Second is the digital dollar and the Fed now uh, payment interface, uh, and and the third thing that is going to happen is about uh, you know this Libor to SOFR that there is a transition. Now this is denominated specifically in the US dollar, uh, and whereas Libor used to cover the allies currencies. Now in a way, when we look at the geopolitics background of this, um, as as the currency reserve currency world format of a single country when it worked with the collective west as allies now libor was something which was uh, you know a shared coordinated uh, uh, you know setup which helped allies have some say over uh, how what rates could be on in terms of financing in terms of the financial products that uh, you know transact across the world so if united states is you know adamant that US dollar is the only one, which is the case at this, at least at this point in time, is the US dollar is the only one that is in the basket for SOFR. Then I see uh, that the collective West, a uh, lot of manipulation allegations which used to happen before, uh, will no more happen, which means only the United States will have a major say in what that SOFR is going to be. Now, SOFR. Uh, If you look at the positive side, it is going to be based on actual data because it is overnight of the actual transactions based on which these estimates are coming. Whereas LIBOR was a submission of the bank panel members of the allies countries. So that is the difference between the two. So basically, if this continues as per what the format is, SOFR right now, then it is basically saying that uh, the allies are no more going to have the cake over here which means that you are on your own so which is almost what it reflects in terms of the us's global policing role which i keep on saying that with de-dollarization that role is going to go so uh, all the allies are to fend for themselves in in the geopolitical world as well which is why we also saw how which also that i have predicted that japan and australia are moving out of the allies structure slowly because after the fta with india uh, australia came up with this uh, thought process that we are removing the monarchs from the currency notes not just that right now they came up with a statement that we have no more given any promise to the united states on taiwan issue so do not expect any kind of uh, you know a military movement from australia uh, on the other hand, exactly as I predicted, Japan, um, they are moving towards uh, they just purchased the Russian oil outside of the cap, the oil price cap which uh, the ally countries had came up with. Uh, and Japan is also moving towards with China in the national currencies trade. So both all those predictions have come true. So slowly and gradually, what as I told that in 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 terms of military sense, uh, as the global policing role shrinks, there will be more covert and overt operations in the surrounding, which is Canada, Mexico, and the uh, South American continent. So that's where that's where the new uh, you know tussles would be because all the forces would now then be concentrated over there. Uh, in terms of LIBOR and soFR, I would like to you know elaborate a little bit more. Uh, Because, you know, uh, viewers need to to know what kind of difference it's going to make. So LIBOR was a benchmark to set the interest rate for almost most of the financial instruments globally. Now, the SOFR is going to be a benchmark interest rate that depends on U.S. Treasury repurchase agreements, which means uh, it's a risk-free rate, but it depends on the overnight US Treasury transactions alone. So that's the difference between the two. And this is about actual transactions. So while LIBOR Libor, Libor was considered less accurate because, uh, and then it had manipulation allegations, SOFR is going to be a more accurate measure of the cost of borrowing money as it depends on actual transactions, but then it has to be secured with US Treasuries. So one of the predictions which I made I think 2021 uh, which is end of 2021 that after this entire de-dollarization process there will be a a discussion where the ally countries would be told if they wish to uh, accept us dollar as a transaction currency so uh, (laughs) there could be a chance of that kind of negotiations after this entire de-dollarization process gets over So maybe allies would be in one point in, time. I mean, I don't know if it comes out in public or not, but there will be a point in time where the ally countries would be asked if they would be interested in adopting the U.S. dollar. So you won't be, you shouldn't be surprised if that comes up. So uh, that is something. So uh, LIBOR used to be a forward looking rate because it was uh, an estimation for the future. SOFR is a backward looking rate in terms of it is based on the past transactions. So this is the difference between the two. Now, in terms of if i to give about financial institutions are free, I mean, mostly free to adopt the rates. But in terms of SBI, I can give you one example of the State Bank of India. So they replaced LIBOR long back about December 2021. And they came up with a formula which they call as arr which is uh, alternate reference rates so more and more you are going to see a kind of indigenization and nationalization in not many things not just technology uh, also in terms of financial products and also in terms of how internal economies are going to function because the globalization which the unipolar international trade world had created that globalization is going to Uh, dismantle so this period is going to be where there will be negotiations on uh, say hey i'm just giving an example hypothetical if i'm to allow google to operate here uh, what do i get in return so that's that's a kind of and and you know the countries are not going to know uh, be allowing a kind of a dominant role of outside technology so if you're looking at data centers countries will be saying hey you need to put up a data center locally, if you need to operate. So this kind of uh, this is a mo- momentum which is moving forward. That's what we are looking at.
0: Thank you so, so much. Uh, at what point do you want me to put the slide deck? Uh, please let us know, or yes, you can sure. operate this slide deck yourself. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, sure. And let me just put it.
0: Yeah.
1: Is Go it ahead. visible? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes, So,
1: yeah. yeah. So this one I had predicted 21st August 2022 that. Uh, Russia, India, China will eventually carve out their own spheres of influence because as we move towards a multipolar world, that is what is going to happen. And there have been two shots which I see, one from India and second from China. The first shot from India was uh, the Sharda Peat in the Pakistan-occupied Kashmir where our Home Minister said that also something that I predicted in December that this will come. So, that is the first shot. In talking about what would be the sphere of influence in terms of as far as India is concerned, so our home minister told that you know Sharda Peat access is something which Indians are looking forward to, and that is something which can be considered. And I predicted in around December that Mandir ecosystem could be one of uh, one of the easy cash flow method for the Pakistani economy, rather than extending begging bowls everywhere. This could be a steady cash flow if all the Hindu uh, ancient pandir uh, pathways can be given for free entry and exit to Indians. So that was the first shot from India's side in terms of sphere of influence uh, defining. China gave a shot which is offering a nuclear weapons free Southeast Asia zone. And they said that we are right, ready to sign a treaty. We are talking about Southeast Asian countries, not India. So uh, we must need to understand the difference. So over here, China is offering the Southeast Asia, the South China Sea countries that they are ready to sign a treaty for a nuclear weapons free zone. Now, if it happens, not happens, that's a separate thing. But this is something, an overture coming from the Chinese side. So uh, you can see this is a shot from China in terms of the sphere of influence. All three are going to try that. And we are seeing how Finland is taken to NATO. Uh, and uh, as I mean, I had been talking in the previous shows as well that the Arctic is going to melt, and that's going to be a, such a big treasure. It's going to be one of the top two richest countries in the world by 2037 Russia. So Finland is taken into NATO, uh, and, and and the momentum is going towards, you know, eyeing the Arctic because that those will be the new sea lanes as well, besides the treasury. The second prediction, which I wrote on 25th August 2022 about the BRICS currency R5 that a digital reserve currency tied to gold because I'm confident that gold will be one element. Um, BRICS plus nations would argue or maybe some negotiations going on about uh, covering other commodities as well because you know the Gulf would be good with oil and gas. Similarly, each participant nation would like to have their own commodity uh, also as an element right for the brics currency so that negotiations would be on but this one is confirmed which is gold one element is confirmed for sure so this was 25th august 2022 prediction and i have given in the same tweet i have given the prediction that 25th august 2023 will be the date for official statement release about the new currency whatever the discussion output be but that Around that date, you will find some official statement coming out from the BRICS summit in Africa. So that's the another one. And yeah, so this is about the strategic petroleum reserve position. So this I predicted, uh, uh, these are the five headlines I said that the Western media will put up this year. First is low consumption is good for health. Second is Chinese products have harmful effects on your health. Third is Gulf is exploiting U.S.'s strategic petroleum reserve position. So when Biden was depleting these reserves, that was the point in time I said, see, this is going to be used as an excuse. So we are seeing that now, just two to three days back, OPEC plus has declared the cuts from May onwards. So this prediction will come true 100%. You will see this headline very soon that Gulf is exploiting US's strategic petroleum reserve position. Uh, fourth one is BRICS Plus is deglobalizing the world. You will see, uh, you know, a bunch of articles coming in in this direction. And the fifth is agent should skip one mil for sound sleep. So, you know, you, this kind of media narratives go on to support uh, the direction that the geopolitical world takes. So, you should not surprise. So. These were the kind of, um, and there are many yeah. of the predictions on my Twitter handle. I mean, viewers can go and check many. of them. A
0: couple of observations, uh, Dr. Shah. One is that uh, if, if you think about BRICS+, Plus, right, there are five currencies. Saudi Arabia incidentally also has its currencies, Rial. So that also is our. I think we are also talking about UAE perhaps joining the BRICS consortium.
1: So you and you have UAE, Saudi Arabia, and Iran as well. There's many applicants.
0: Okay, so uh, in terms of the bigger picture, I wanted to update our viewers. You may have seen the DGI yesterday, but if not, I'm going to give you an update. The United States has depleted two thirds of its strategic petroleum reserve. Now they're down to one third of what they used to have, all because they said that you know the Western European nations, including some NATO nations should take only oil from oil and uh, natural gases coming from other places from uh, united states so this so right now us is at a inflection point where they have to see they came to power saying climate change climate change climate change so they shut off complete shale production you know crude production from shale and and now because their reserves are running low what are they going to do they have stopped purchasing crude from saudi arabia uh, I, I see a chal- challenge coming up. You know, um, I, I don't know how this is going to play out the, the Saudis want the barrel crude price to be above 75 minimum. They want 80 in fact and right now it's at 60. So this is their ploy to try and cut production to try and boost the rates up. Um, now comes news that Japan is also getting Russian crude at a subsidized price, $60 per barrel. India is getting it, I think even less than that. Okay. Uh, who's going to buy <laughs> saudi arabia's oil uh, and, and we know in the past these production cuts have never worked talk to us about this
1: so uh, uh, the way i see it is that it's the preparation of uh, of a mindset for the western media that you know we are, we want to be able to stop the de dollarization momentum i think this is where it is heading so uh, the, whether it is uh, oil output cut or in terms of uh, statements coming in later some months from now from the gulf saying that we no more accept a fiat currency as payment which is a very good possibility so uh, you know all this is heading towards there uh, and not just that you, there are reports coming in that f-35s don't work some of the f- fleet which the United States Air Force has does not cannot work and operate. Uh, the arms and ammunition are going down. So all these headlines which are coming in, Marco Rubio, one of the senator coming in and saying, oh, I mean, who will be sanctioned if they all shift to another financial system? So we won't be able to sanction anymore. Now you have President Trump, uh, ex-President Trump coming in and saying in the word de-dollarization very clearly. So I think that... Uh, a lot of mainstream media in the West is now picking up on it, that this is coming. And uh, since, and I was observing all these countries and I've been saying that, see, Japan, uh, last entire year, Japan was waiting to see some signal uh, from the United States and UK. Are you going to counter this detolarization process or not? And since they got fed up of it, I think they decided to jump the ship so uh, i mean if, when you don't give any signal what would a country do who, who, is, who is so much exposed to the u.s treasury where will they go so i think that you know the the, the way with which australia japan have moved out and this is uh, one part that we see about the finances this libor versus sofr a uh, second part that we see that the global policing role shrinking down third part that we see about the oil output cut from announced from may from the month of may all right uh, and fourth thing which is i've been saying from day one uh, this year do not have any major election so there's a good chance that this year is selected for it except turkey you do not have man, any major election this year so it is very obvious that this year could have been selected now Besides that, you need to know uh, that if in the financial world uh, the weight of European Union is going down, in the defense world their weight is going down, and even in the economics, the, the politics and diplomacy world their weight is going down. I think it's 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 very clear what uh, uh, what momentum they are picking up in terms of de-dollarization
0: so let's let's talk about uh, digital dollar it's been some time in coming we have digital rmb digital rupees also there and a, a few other digital versions have also come why is the united states delaying it so much dr shah i mean they should be leading because they are the financial leaders of the world you, you have the best systems to you know combat corruption laundering and so on and so forth so why are they dragging
1: their feet on digital dollar so one, one of the challenges is about the private cryptos, which post 2008 United States had pushed them so much, especially Bitcoin. And and a large uh, chunk of uh, Western population do have their assets and money in the private cryptos. So that is something which uh, the, the biggest challenge that they are facing in terms of the digital dollar coming in, because the central banks Are not going to leave uh, the regulatory powers of the currency Uh, and this private cryptocurrencies have a big chunk of western population invested in them Uh, that is the clash i think which is coming in but i think they will be very adamant once digital dollar comes in and they have done water testing in terms of uh, many of the parks in the west uh, denying cash as payment so they have already done a trial that if cash is out uh, what is the reaction of the people so i do believe that whenever such currency reset or that kind of thing comes uh, there is a good chance of a communist currency kind of a thing where you know there are two ways out if people remain in the system in the financial system then they can apply a negative interest rate and do the capital trimming of the economy which they need to do And if people move out of the system, then the scary alternative is demonetization of all the dollars, which is compulsory shift to a digital dollar. These are the two alternatives out there. Because capital trimming is 100% has to happen because de-dollarization is going to happen. Because even if the BRICS currency does not work, say suppose it does not work, still countries are going to de-dollarize. The reason being, uh, they just need to keep a fraction in gold and they can keep the top five trading partners' currencies. That is also de-dollarization. They don't need a BRICS currency, right? So de dollarization is 100% going to happen. There's no way it's not going to happen. Now, I've seen many of the investment gurus and uh, you know, so many on LinkedIn even pinging me and talking And they all are relying on U.S. military to come up with some solution. But I really doubt that, particularly because now these are 30, 40 nations. This is not one Saddam Hussein or one Gaddafi. Second thing, the war is not going to solve the problem, which which is U.S. debt. War increases the debt. It does not solve it, right? So that way as well, I don't think there is any way they can stop it.
0: Um, Dr Shah, a digital dollar or a digital version of a currency, it is supposed to have some good benefits also. For example, as the fiat currency circulation comes down, then things like hawala transactions, money laundering, moving money from place A to place B and hoping that it will be anonymous will go down. And But, but the most important thing that you said was that it's going to be directly in conflict with other Cryptocurrency. So that has to go down. Yet we see the situation in China. The digital RMB is there. Right now they are using it amongst inside uh, China. Various state to state transactions are happening there and a few things outside of China also. But if you look at Bitcoin transactions, right, many say, I could be wrong about this, that one side counterparty is almost always from China. So how is China straddling both platforms?
1: So uh this this is you know the political ups and downs within the Chinese Communist Party. There was a period where digital yuan was particularly brought up to uh, by the opposite faction of Xi Jinping uh, wherein you know the Chinese Communist uh, party members and their you know their alliances were able to move out uh, the wealth outside China, park their investment savings outside China. Now, digital Yuan in terms of international trade, how failed? Let me put it very clear that has failed in terms. I mean, it came out in 2019. Now, when I say, because I see a lot of many reports coming out where they say Yuan is the replacement. Is Yuan going to challenge the dollar? Now, I really doubt this. And I'll tell you why, despite the fact that Chinese economy is a major supplier and manufacturer uh, which means that it should be easily able to replace the dollar the fact is that the one is the transparency question and second question is as the as xi jinping moves towards decoupling with the west what is going to happen is the the manufacturing giant that it has become is going to have loads and loads of stock of goods which will be uh, you know gathering in within china Now, whereas he is talking that people should start taking leave um, just to enjoy life, people should take more festival days just to enjoy life and increase the domestic consumption and the birth rates. In some pockets, he has also tried uh, women with three or five men, that kind of stuff. So, which is horribly failed. So, uh, he's trying to increase all that stuff. So, in his efforts, to see to it that the collected or the uh, you know aggregated stock which is not being sent to West, gets domestically consumed he is going to print you on. He, that's that's what's going to happen so he's going to give that cash extra money supply in the market so that people can go ahead and buy that uh, stock which is which has gathered because it's not going to the West and once that happens all these fantasies of yuan replacing dollar crumbles down because it loses the trust of the countries as a good store of value because when you do a massive money supply, uh, the the value is going to go down, right? So all these fantasies are going to collapse, you know, by next year that yuan would be able to replace. All right. So is is if there is an credible option which can Uh, take uh, dollars role it is BRICS currency or the individual uh, example which I gave that every country can keep a fraction in gold and keep currencies of the top five trading partners in the reserves these are the only two methods and then the third rank comes of the INR there is no other competitor out there
0: thank you so much and uh... Yuan is interchangeable with renminbi. Sometimes people think they are two different entities. They are not. They're the same thing. Uh, Also, one one joke that always has been running around that the Central Bank of China prints six copies of the same note, meaning like there'll be six notes with the same serial number. So the amount of Yuan in circulation today, nobody really knows, which is why the the Yuan slash RMB has never been taken seriously. So this is the challenge that China has most of the export-import rate was happening through Hong Kong, using the Hong Kong dollar. That's what people, because the Hong Kong dollar was pegged with the US dollar, they had some faith in this system. Now, my where I'm hinting is, in BRICS, you will think that China has a dominating role to play. But amongst the BRICS currency, it is one of the most weakest. How do you see this problem play out?
1: So, as I told you that each and every participant country of brics plus their currency is going to be in the basket so it's going to be a truly democratic currency with free entry and voluntary exit all right now since everybody is in the basket the transparency problem with yuan or ruble gets spread out across across the board uh, and of course no one country is going to have the manipulation powers or the sanction powers which you know us dollar used to have So I think this is something which is going to be workable in the long term because no bilateral conflict would be able to impact a multilateral currency like BRICS because everybody is a participant nation. Just like, you know, um, Poland asking reparations from Germany has not affected the euro currency, right? So no bilateral conflict will ever impact a multilateral currency. Now, in terms of Yuan, the realization to Xi Jinping was very clear the moment he visited Gulf for three days Arab summit, and he got a commitment of only 30 billion dollars, which is peanuts, right? So he's, he's realized at that very moment that he doesn't have any option but to keep India in between and as a nodal agency for the BRICS currency. Otherwise, nobody is going to, even if somebody is going to trade with Yuan. They are going to get rid of it immediately by buying something they will not keep it as a store of value so it doesn't work that way so you might buy 30 billion goods from china as if you are saudi arabia say suppose and you'll immediately you know uh you you, uh, you know if you have sold, sold crude oil uh, and collected yuan right You want to get rid of it immediately by buying something out of it. You won't keep it as a store of value. So in order to be in the reserves, you have to be a very good store of value. So that transparency is lacking, plus the established manufacturing facility, as I told you, uh, that has to be dumped down, reduced. Domestic consumption has to increase, which means there's going to be a money supply, at least temporary for the massive unemployment that the Chinese are going to face in this process of decoupling. So that one and a half to two, three years is a big shock with the Chinese economy is going to take along with the US economy because both of them stand parallel and both of them will face it parallel, this de-dollarization process. And as, as you rightly pointed out, Hong Kong and Taiwan have been the nodal agencies for routing the transactions between the free world and the Chinese Communist Party. So that was the role which Taiwan and Hong Kong always had. Uh, in terms of CBDC, the digital dollar that you are talking about, wherein we are seeing that, uh, you know, it can become something like a social credit system where you might there is an expiry date. Uh, it can become that kind of thing where the excess is lost based on some behavior, XYZ, uh, application of negative interest rate and the amount goes down. All that kind of vulnerability the digital currencies are going to have. But it shouldn't be surprising, uh, Sri, i'll tell you why because every time let, let me give you a background so capitalism is always born out of family and traditional values so if sundar pichai or satya nadella i mean they themselves not giving smartphones to their kids right so you see how the ambani is talking that i used my my children would get only this much pocket money so capitalism is always born out of family and traditional values but once capitalism grows it is seeking a cheap labor supply wherein it starts resorting to minority illegals lgbtq uh, all these kind of wokeism stuff because that supplies them cheaper labor feminism individualism all these waves once they resort to all this temporarily the capitalism gets cheaper labor supply because of doing all this nonsense. After a point uh, these all these artificially created waves make the state bankrupt and then the uh, left and this Voki people take over that state and then the capitalists have to move to the next state and again it goes to the next state begins with the traditional family values. So this is this is the momentum. So, when California was being built, uh, it started with family and traditional values, right? Now, and then uh, you see how SVB Bank, your Silicon Valley Bank funded the BLM protest. Now, who will say that this is banking? Come on now, right? So, uh, this is the problem with the capitalists. They begin with traditional values. Then they do all this nonsense, wokeism, individualism, feminism, LGBTQ just to ensure a cheaper labor supply and then the state goes bankrupt and then they have to shift out and the wokism takes over the leftist take over this is this is in principle the same momentum which we see in terms of radicals as well so in iran uh, the radicals and the leftists together brought uh, the islamic revolution as soon as they came to power uh, the radicals finish off the left. Started finishing off the left. The radicals took over, and the left goes to the next geography. This is what happens. This is what happens uh, in Kerala as well. Right now, you have a leftist government. Uh, soon, gone. Ra-
0: yeah.
1: So, so the role of the left is just to open the doors for the radicals. They don't want to be in power. So the leftists enter the state, open the gates. Radicals come in then radicals take over the power, kill the left and push them out to the next state. So, this is the same thing you are seeing in Bengal. So, the leftists open the gates, radicals come in, uh, the radicals finish off the left and then uh, the left have to go to Bihar. They have entered Bihar now. Uh, This is the same thing which I explained about capitalists, right? So, they start with family and traditional values. Then they open the gates for cheaper labor supply, illegals, LGBTQ, feminism. Then this woke is and this guy's finish off the capitalists, and then capitalists go to the next state. So, from blue to red state, this is how they moved during the Biden term, the corporate headquarters.
0: Dr. Shah, are you calling Mamta Didi a radical?
1: <laughs> you see what happened on Ram Naomi, right?
0: Viewer, viewers, Take this thing very seriously. He's spot on as far as uh, CPM is concerned. Look at who is the son in law of Pinarayi Vijayan and look at how this one individual, being in that position, has managed to bring the entire Muslim community vote vote to to the CPIM alliance. There used to be, you know, for every party in Kerala, there there was a counterparty in the other alliance. So they were always balancing out. There's a Kerala Congress, and that's actually Christians. And there used to be a Kerala Congress money on the other side. So there will be always X and X on X prime on the other side. There was always this balance, including the Muslim parties. Now, suddenly, some of these people are all coming together, and what he's saying is actually playing out right in front of our eyes. And I don't think...
1: the left will enter Karnataka. <laughs> they
0: so go to the, the, the next more reason.
1: Radicals push them out, snatch the power they go to karnataka the leftist, then they open the gates of karnataka for radicals this is the same process it's it's worldwide the well, same
0: process dear Karnataka brothers and sisters you can change it this is a very important state state see these things are at the state level not at the central level center by the time the center comes to know of it is too it is too late this is exactly what is happening today in kerala you can catch a murderer but the population around him will not allow the police to take him out to jail. That is how bad things have become. You can read my book; it's on the back here. Who painted my money white? I explain this in very great detail. What happens? So it's a real problem, clear and present danger. A lot of things have to change. Most importantly, the mindset of people. Because also remember that we we didn't touch on it a lot because we, now we're going to go into questions. That a digital version of currency is going to practically make, uh, render this fiat currency useless. So you can't do all this money laundering, hawala business. It's going to be easy to catch where, who came from where to what. So I just leave it at that. Dr. Shah, we have to come back and talk a little bit more about India's situation. Is it a Pachatantra bat or is it much more strategic than that? Strategic ambiguity in terms of being in all the camps. We'll talk about that in a future episode. When you have time, sir. We would. I would love to start talking about this because not much has been talked about this and there is a reason why India is doing what it's doing. You are closer to the center of power. You can tell us more about it. But let's take that thing for the next episode as a project. We, we can talk about which day we are going to have it. Now, let us take some questions. Lots of questions were there even before we started, Dr. Shah. So, fasten your seatbelt. If you could try and limit the answers to one minute, that will be much appreciated because then we'll be able to do more questions. Go ahead, please. Nitin Jain wants to know, your previous episode gave a perception that future will be in core jobs and investment will be in real estate and gold. What's the future for trading in Indian equity market, viable or not?
1: So the Indian stock market will take some temporary hits of the western crisis events which will unfold one by one. Um, That would be temporary but in in the medium and the long term indian indian stock market is not going to have any issue because as i say uh, the world population is going to is aging already so the aged population always pour their money on the young people so the money is going to flow in uh, and in any case the west do not have the family institution values to you know push, uh, immediately bring productivity or immediately uh, put up the supply chain and the manufacturing stuff. So, it's going to take them entire decade. So, the money is going to pour in, there's no doubt about
0: it. Rahul Rathod wants to know, why Saudi and UAE are just talking about oil trade in other currency? Why they are still hesitating to end petrodollar? Will OPEC plus take care of any practical
1: steps to end USD anytime soon? Well. you need to know that they are uh, they have already applied uh, for the BRICS Plus and uh, viewers need to know because I get this question uh, that we cannot go to the pegged currency world because only the Fiat world can give this kind of growth which the world has seen. This question comes because in Fiat you can create entries out of thin air. Uh, you need to know that if BRICS were not working on a pegged currency formula these guys would withdraw their applications why would they be interested in another fiat currency right so it's only because a peg currency formula is being work, worked upon they have applied for it so they are pushing actually the BRICS plus to come up with a pegged currency rather than uh, you know the buyers of energy asking for a replacement faster it's it's the gulf which uh, needs a pegged currency very fast because their reserves are depleting Uh, of crude oil and after that depletes and gets finished, the crude oil stock is gone. They need to have savings in something which is backed by some real asset. (laughs) They can't have savings in a fiat money because the crude oil would be gone. They will have to go back to camels. So it is actually the Gulf which is pushing for a pegged formula to come in as early as possible.
0: Oh, by the way, viewers, United States has huge untapped Mm -hmm. reserves of crude huge. They have not even touched it. Their goal always has been for the last 50, 60, 70 years, let the world finish consuming the oil and then we will start doing it. So there is a bigger, longer 100-year plan that US has had always. So just wanted to touch base on that. The massive resources that have not been tapped. Next question from Ankur Tank. Oh, you have a think tank also, Ankur. <laughs> How should NRIs prepare for de-dollarization, especially people who have investments
1: in the form of home or stocks, etc.? So all the Western assets are inflated. If we are going to the PEC currency world that that inflated values are going to be capitally trimmed, as I say. So those valuations are going to go 100 percent. There's no doubt about it. U.S. stocks, bonds, derivatives. I've talked in previous shows as well. By December 2023, I have said 15 to 35 percent minimum in this range. You are going to see a uh, you know a depreciation. So how should NRIs prepare? Well, uh, by October 2021, I prepared some of the EU team members. I asked them to buy physical gold because I said Ukraine is coming. So, uh, you know, in 2022, they were all those who converted the extra cash to physical gold. All those Europeans are, I mean, those who are in my team members, they, they were comfortable with that. So I think when the crisis knocks the West, physical gold is the immediate better solution. Second would be, of course, uh, the transfer to here and the Indian real estate or that kind of investments.
0: Uh, Viewers, you should start tracking the value of gold per ounce. It was around 1750 to 1800, three, four months ago. Today, it has already touched 2000. I think 2025 or 2050 now 10% rise in just three months. So, So, you know, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In Indian rupees, uh, it was 48000 when i predicted 63 000 to 75000 range for december 2023 and today it has reached 62500 already right. and this is april right i had predicted for december so it's going very fast because see if if in the august summit if if an official statement comes which even mentions the word gold somewhere right it's going to zoom And as I said, that LIBOR versus SOFR, the change which is coming, and the way United States is dumping the allies' role, global role, I will not be surprised if LBMA and LME, that is a London Metal Exchange, both of them shut their shops in few years. Because... If your role for manipulation goes, it's, it means that the companies are going to withdraw from LBMA and LME who are playing with this stuff. Just to give you an example, JP Morgan operates about 90% of all precious metal derivatives within the United States. Nine zero, 90%, 90%. Right? So LBMA has this manipulation role. And if if a big faction of United States is aligned with this de-dollarization process, which I I can clearly see, uh, I believe that all these roles would be cut out, which means uh, there's a good chance of LBM and LME uh, becoming tiny and even maybe shutting down their shops a few years down the line.
0: Mr. Lee wants to know, Dr. Ankit, have US fintech wizards already cooked up a secret yet unrevealed financial weapon as a successor? modern monetary theory. Is this why they are silently promoting gold buying by other nations?
1: No. I mean, United States has, I mean, from the official record, 8,000 tons of gold reserves which is the highest any government has till date. So, I don't think United States would have any problem with a gold uh, as an element of pegging. Um, In terms of a fintech weapon, no fintech weapon central banks is going to allow. First, understand how central banks came. Central banks came into existence because politicians wanted to do freebies politics. Now, there is only two ways of uh, getting funds for freebies politics. One is taxation. And second is excess supply of money, which only the central bank can do. Printing of notes. right? Corporates also wanted a central bank. Along with the politicians. Why? Because they cannot reduce your salary from 20,000 to 15,000. You will come to know that it has become 15. Only if the central bank prints excess money, the value of your 20,000 becomes 15,000 of your salary. Right? In terms of purchasing power. So no corporates, no central, no politician of any party will ever allow cutting down of the role of a central bank. So uh, no matter how many fintech whiz kids get born, nothing decentralized can be allowed in terms of regulation of currency. Even otherwise, from a moral viewpoint, currency is about the borders of the state. So if you are giving off that power, it means you are diluting the borders of the country. So even morally, it shouldn't be allowed. Now, I see just saw news that one crypto guy has, is dead. Uh, Now, I had already predicted uh, uh, mid-2022 that if these guys don't understand the signals, uh, there could be covert operations on them. So, by November 2022, four of them were killed. I mean, they died mysteriously. I'm talking about private cryptos, guys. And this is just the news coming in of one more. That's the fifth one.
0: Next question, please. Partha wants to know what will happen to the IMF? What currency would be used for aid in case of natural disasters like earthquake, hurricane, etc.
1: So uh, all the international busy bodies that came up with the, after the Second World War were for facilitating a unipolar international dollar-led trade. So the fate hangs in terms of three agenda items. One is uh, pegged to fiat currency transactions. Second is what to do with the private cryptos. Uh, And third thing is whether entire world is going to move towards uh, a pegged currency or not. These are the three agenda items pending list for the next year for IMF, World Bank and the World Trade Organization. So all that is which is agreed upon uh, decades back will unravel and will have to be opened back again.
0: Next question, please. Naveen, thank you is it true that most of india's official gold reserve is held overseas uk and us if so how does this impact the de dollarization
1: this question i've got so uh, it is it is obvious that we have some some go physical gold with the bank of england and some probably with the bank of international settlements now as as lbma uh, jp morgan and, and all these biggies withdraw from the manipulation of the precious metals pricing in this de dollarization process, uh, you will probably see that the Bank of International Settlements, BIS, will have a big role in terms of what is going to be the gold price setting for the new world. Because one thing is that countries are going to nationalize the mines, some countries, some countries are going to heavily regulate regulate the mining supply because in the pegged world, these commodities will be in that one of the elements. Uh, There could also be more taxation on retail sales uh, of the precious metals. So all these would be internal, but for a macroeconomic perspective, uh, BIS is going to have some uh, some role in the price setting mechanism for the gold. So I think in that, that sense, it is safe. The one with the Bank of England. I think many countries have their physical gold with the Bank of England, so I don't think it's going to risk its position with so many countries by you know freezing or you know su- sizing these reserves of other countries. So I don't think UK has that heft to do so.
0: VK wants to know. Thank you, VK, Dr. Shah. Congratulations on receiving your PhD. What's a gradual erosion of manufacturing. Especially of consumer goods in America since 60s that brought them to this inflationary situation.
1: So, uh, the, the United States adopted the role of only financialization, majorly financialization of the world, and spending, uh, which is how they defined the GDP formula as well, which I say is incorrect. So, uh, they, the West had this financialization role, and manufacturing was passed on to Asia and Gulf. Uh, I mean depleting of the gulf natural resources as Sri rightly pointed out we are just consuming what others have right now so uh, that's that was the role which west had now uh, manufacturing has a lot to do manufacturing and farming both and entrepreneurship right enterprising models all these have a lot to do with a strong family backing and since United States was operating on a fiat reserve currency model which it wanted to continue because that was a big financial heft uh, of, uh, you know, uh, exorbitant privilege over other currencies, it finished off the family institution in the West with the socialist freebies kind of stuff that they did. Aged parents have their Medicaid, we will you can leave and take student loans and start working, whatever work you get. So that is how... The manufacturing got eroded even otherwise uh, besides the decision of passing on manufacturing outside so i believe that is what you know you keep on buying from outside Uh, one fine day if the outside which is the chinese communist party i mean this was a speech in 2016 i gave where i said the moment chinese are okay with unemployment the fiat reserve currency world is going to end this was my 2016 speech. It was one and a half hour or something. And I predicted a digital currency coming with gold. So that is also happening.
0: Next question, please. Chaitanya Tukli wants to know, or Tukli, uh, is uh, upcoming de de-dollar- dollarization the reason for declining Forex reserves of India?
1: Well, uh, see, whenever the Fed is going to increase the interest rate, As we all know that the other central banks are going to have some trickling down effect which is which increases our rates as well now the difference whenever usd goes up the forex reserves valuation is going to come down so this has happened with all the central banks nothing new and you need more us dollars to uh, because still there are some most of the transactions still in us dollar until something comes up so we do are increasing individual bilateral trade in, in national currencies um good news about that but uh, there are still transactions which is going on in the u.s dollar so the de-dollarization is not complete as yet which means that the forex reserves are going to deplete now a lot of this fiat uh, dollars which countries have they are going to use it as i say in buying the western tech defense i.t and that kind of stuff from the west because hai, fiat reserve dollars and they are going to try everything to uh, uh, clinch deals with the western uh, uh, companies we have seen uae and uh, saudi already buying out sports clubs and stuff like that sportsmen also so uh, you see whoever is interested whatever the west has people have the extra fiat dollars with them to use that for.
0: Next question, please. Siddharth Srikamal. thank you, Siddharth. I have been waiting for four years for someone from India to talk about the collapse of the dollar. Waiting for the glorious day the evil empire crumbles to the core. Thank you, Dr. Shah. This observation. Thank you, Siddharth, for your generous contribution. Let's go to the. You have something to say, Dr. Shah?
1: Well, you know, uh, uh, the, the world has been talking about de-dollarization since long. The only difference this time I see is that uh, a major. Uh, there is the, an understanding among the those people in governance in, within the United States that now it is required as well to them as well. So I think that's the only difference which is why it is speeding up.
0: Next question please. Does sterling decrease in property value in UK will go down? If so, how long before it bounces back?
1: So it's, it's not just UK, even the Canadian, Toronto properties, all of these are highly inflated backed by nothing. So all the Western assets overall, I'm talking about in general, they are highly inflated because Euro has about 20% status, reserve currency and dollar has about 60% reserve currency status. So you have just imagine a situation where 180 plus countries have parked their savings because you are a reserve currency status. So, obviously, all your assets are inflated artificially and those are going to be slashed back as they withdraw.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Shah and viewers. We have some unanswered questions. Uh, We apologize. Uh, We usually can't make more than 10 or 12 questions and and today's has been so data-filled that I hate to, to stop Dr. Shah in his course and uh, in his presentation and say, no, 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 let's have some questions now. I like to do that. Uh, We try to do a 30 30 30 minute split between talking and uh, question and answer. Today we couldn't do it. Sorry about that. We'll uh, we will try to be better at that. Dr. Shah, what can I say? I mean, you've really lit up the whole uh, phrase about de dollarization with such erudite thoughts. Now, a lot of us may not agree with what you're saying. Again, every time the person who is looking outside or thinking outside the box will always get challenged about these things so more power to you dr shah and and i want you to continue doing this and and viewers we are all enriched by looking at something on a totally different perspective that's how i see this and and again de dollarization may not be something like a switch that it's going to happen right away but people are predicting now that gold might hit 5000 by the end of this year 5000 that is Two hundred and fifty percent return on investment if you bought one ounce of gold today at two thousand dollars. I just want to leave it with that thought. May not happen again. You know, U.S. has quite a few cards up its sleeve. Also, so Dr. Shah, thank you once again, sir. And viewers, like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to click on the bell button for notifications. Namaskar.